Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty broadcasting from the First Bank studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Going to be joining Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation here momentarily. Also, Lee Roberts on the show today, Kelly Center as well. Before we get started, let me make a reminder, 2020 Homes of Hope for Children Toy and Canned Food Drive is underway here in Hattiesburg and in Laurel. Drop-off points for toys and canned goods uh, are at Corner Market in Bellevue, Oak Grove, and Midtown. The Citizens Bank drive through on Highway 98 West, Todd Schwebel State Farm Agency, 5740 U.S. Highway 11 in Purvis, Bocoma Casino in Sandersville, and our Super Talk Laurel Studios in downtown Laurel. We'll be broadcasting uh, live the JT Show from Midtown Corner Market this Friday from 10 to 1. We certainly hope that uh, you'll participate in this year's Toy and Food Drive as uh, we're raising those valuable things here at the holiday season for the kids at Homes of Hope. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, with me right now. And uh, Heath, tomorrow is uh, signing day. That's a big, big deal to some people. You and I were kind of discussing that uh, off the air. But for a lot of people, this is a really big deal. Uh, You do have some news about a couple of transfers. And then, of course, a couple of pretty good signings. uh, Local kids out of Taylorsville and Paddle are expected. Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, looks like when I talked to Coach Hall the other day, uh, he told me that they're probably they're only going to have thirteen uh, scholarships to fill this time because of players staying and different things. Looks like they might have somewhere around seven or eight that's in the early period, but we do know of a couple so far. Missouri transfer uh, Montra Edwards. He's a D line commit, class of twenty twenty, but he'll be coming into Southern Miss. And also, Southern Miss has uh, got a linebacker. I'm trying to bring, I'm trying to get his name right here. I'm sorry. Uh, got a linebacker out of Memphis, Everett Cunningham, six four, two hundred forty pound outside linebacker. Also going to be coming in that will count against the thirteen. So there's two, and then Noah Jeremiah Robinson. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he's going to sign early, and of course, uh, the big one. Uh, Ty Keys out of Taylorsville. Um, some other, some other uh, offers out, but just waiting to hear back from that. But it should be about seven tomorrow total after everything's said done. All right, Keys is the big one. Obviously, uh, a lot of hubbub about that. You're expecting him to sign on the dotted line early tomorrow and have that locked up. Is that correct? Yeah, he announced on his Twitter page that he'll be signing at nine thirty, okay. I believe. Something like that. So I mean, he's gonna, he's he's locked down with uh, Southern Miss. Him and Will Hall have a, a great relationship, and right. uh, he's not going anywhere. 
Now, we don't know about when kids sign, That does, does that automatically mean they've uh, qualified academically, or is that still another hurdle, Heath, that has no, to be jumped? that's still another hurdle that has to be jumped. Interesting thing about this, uh, because of COVID, the NCAA has waived the uh, ACT requirement, maybe the Maybe uh, there's – I know they waive the ACT and maybe the grade point average somewhat requirements. So if you're going to get in this year and you didn't score a great ACT, this is the year to do it. How about that, huh? All right, let's let's uh, let's switch gears. Signing day tomorrow, and we'll catch up with you next week on uh, who was signed and, and who wasn't. Uh, football season is over, Heath. It's a basketball season, and uh, – the team continues to struggle. Uh, they played much better this weekend against South Alabama. Lost a heartbreaker, of course, with a three-point shot at the buzzer. But your observation, was that a big improvement from what we had seen the last time they took the floor? Absolutely, it was a big improvement. Um, what I saw was light years above what we saw from their previous two games, uh, William Carey, they played well. But also they were at home, too. And you also have to look at Jerron Pierre. Freshman came in, uh, shot extremely well. The type of guy that Southern Miss hasn't had that you could really give the ball to, spread the court out so they create your own shot. Uh, 6'5", rangy guy who just moves so fluidly on the court. Um, Coach Ladner's excited about this guy. He, he said, and he's done said it. Uh, if he stays here four years, he'll be the best player. He has the chance to be the best player to ever play at Reef Green Coliseum. Well, that's pretty tall when you when you have uh, Clarence Weatherspoon on your staff, right? Sure is, sure is. But it's just telling you the type of talent this young man has. Right. And, uh, you know, it, this team is coming together. Look, they lost on a shot that the guy threw up, it bounced up. I swear it, it almost went up into the Raptors in the greenhouse and then came back down. I don't know if you saw the shot. But it was like one of those caroms that you just, it's hard to believe it happened, but it did and they lost. But uh, a lot of improvement on a team in South Alabama that many think are going to win the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. So they're a pretty good team, pretty good program. They are a pretty good team. And something else that was really encouraging, Southern Miss, even though they got the lead, they fell behind at one time, and they had to regain the lead again. You didn't see any quit in this team. You saw a lot of fight in them. Yeah. I still think, you know, it's still early in the season. They're still learning to play each other. You can see, you know, some signs of life there. They're going to get it. It's just we got to have a little patience, although I understand why it's hard. But just give this team a little time. Once you get to conference play, I think you'll see a totally different you know, uh, a couple of minutes left, well, about three and a half minutes left. Uh, interesting uh, development, too, since we last talked, and that was Kane Womack being hired, um, if I have this right, at South Alabama, who was a big name, uh, you know, when the Southern Miss recruiting uh, of a coach was going on. Of course, we all know that Coach Hall is here. And these two teams play each other next year, I think. So uh, this could be really an interesting, an interesting first-year matchup next year. Am I right about that? Oh, you're absolutely right. It could be a uh, it could be a really fun matchup, especially you know a lot of people thought that if Kane would have gotten a job here at Southern Miss, uh, his offensive coordinator would have been a former Southern Miss quarterback in Austin Davis. So 
Wouldn't that be interested? Austin Davis becomes the uh, OC for Kane down there in South Alabama. They come into Hattiesburg next year. You know, actually, Southern Miss goes to uh, Southern Miss goes to uh, Mobile next year to play South Alabama. Yeah, just yeah. think of the uh, interesting storylines. And but I'm happy for Kane. What a good guy. He deserves it. Great guy. Um, he'll do a good job there. I just. You know, we don't want him to do a good job the first game out. Do you really think that um, Austin Davis would leave a position, a coaching position uh, with the Seattle Seahawks to go to South Alabama? Do you think that's a possibility? I think it could be. I mean, look, you're talking a position coach in the NFL. This isn't a coordinatorship. They're not making as much money as people think as a position coach. Mm-hmm. Um Plus, it depends on what he wants to do. If he wants to coach college football, moving into an offensive coordinator position is going to get him there quicker. It just depends on Austin. I I think it's a very good possibility that you could see him at South Alabama. Uh, Because, I mean, if he can become an offensive coordinator in college now, but he's three or four ways, three or four years away from it in the pros, who knows? He's just got to weigh his options. Right. Another coach, uh, Heath, uh, Todd Munkin, obviously was a great success here. Uh, He's had a lot of success everywhere he's gone since, uh, in the NFL and in college as an OC. You hear his name, uh, you know, there's some of these coaching jobs are coming open. Auburn fires their head coach. Uh, Do you foresee Todd Munkin uh, taking a head coaching job anywhere in college football in the near future? He might. You never know. He might. Um you know, speaking of going from a uh, position coach to an offense coordinator, Todd Munkin went from a position coach in the NFL to an offense coordinator in college. Right. So that um, it's just one of those crazy things. I mean, uh, I could see him. I could see him taking over. Yeah, I could. Well, he's a heck of a coach. I don't, I don't, yeah, and a funny guy, too. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about the job he did here. But the new coaching staff, uh, real quickly, uh, they, they named four more yesterday. But these are people that we talked about last week. So no big surprises right now in the new football coaching staff at USM. No, not yet. Uh, we'll probably know more in the next few days. But everybody that we already thought that we heard was on staff is already there. All right, so uh, progress moving forward. Basketball seems to be improving. Baseball's just around the corner, and it's almost Christmas, Heath, so there's a lot of things to be happy about. Yes, sir, it is. uh, Greatest uh, time of the year and uh, recruiting and basketball. Hey, baseball will be here in about a month, so how about that? There we go. All right, Heath, thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. Have a good day. Heath Hinton, everybody owner and proprietor and editor and publisher of the Big Gold Nation website. Check it out. You can stay in tune with Southern Miss Sports with the Eagle Hour and Big Gold Nation. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back. I want to thank Heath Hinton for joining us. First segment of the show was sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We love Dickie's Barbecue. They're open seven days a week right next to the mall in Hattiesburg or in a community near you. But right here in Hattiesburg, they're catering for the holidays. So if you uh, you still have time, uh, if you've got something coming up over the next few weeks, uh, whether it's small or large or whatever, hopefully not too large, uh, Dick, Dickie's will uh, be happy to help you. Kelly Sander joins me now. We'll have uh, Lee Roberts on the show a little later. Kelly, uh, <clears throat> COVID-19's in the news every day, strikes again, and has some indirect effect on a Conference USA team that was bowl-bound. It does indeed. UTSA, the, the roadrunners of the University of Texas, San Antonio, become the first team in the history of the NCAA to accept two bowl, not, two bowl bids in the same year. <laughs> uh, TSA was going to play SMU in the Frisco Bowl uh, that in Frisco, Texas. That game now has been canceled. SMU had to pull the plug on its participation because of COVID. So UTSA will be heading to a bowl in Dallas, but the opponent as of now remains undetermined. I mean, it's almost to the point, Bob, what teams, we don't even necessarily care about the record, what teams are available to go uh, because of COVID. And while we're on the subject of COVID and switching gears to basketball, the Southern Miss men's basketball team has added a game to its schedule, a new home game slated for Monday, December 28th. That's the Monday after Christmas, a 2 o'clock afternoon game on Monday against uh, Loyola of New Orleans. That's the team that Coach Ladner's son plays for. So it'll be kind of father versus son. Again, Loyola of New Orleans will be playing Southern Miss on Monday, December 28th. That will be a 2 o'clock start. In basketball, as we continue on basketball, Jaron Pierre or Jaron Pierre Jr., the freshman of the week in Conference USA, the Golden Eagle against Tulane was 4 for 8 from the field, 3 for 5 from the three-point area. So had a great game against Tulane, and because of that, Pierre Jr. was named the freshman of the week on the basketball court. The Cleveland Indians and Major League Baseball have officially announced they are dropping their name of Indians in the political climate that we're in. They felt that was the best thing to do. Some potential names and stories behind the names include the Cleveland Spiders, the Cleveland Fellers, which of course refers to Bob Feller, the Hall of Fame pitcher that was there. And it's also kind of a, a play on the name Fella which apparently people in Cleveland call each other, so the Cleveland Fellers. It could be the Rockers after the Cleveland home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It could be the Cleveland Rockers. It could be the Cleveland Cuyahogas, which is the name of one of the rivers that's there in Cleveland, or the Great Lakers. Those are some, some of the names that the uh, Cleveland franchise is suggesting. Of course, the biggest news in Southern Miss this week, which we're now talking about, is quarterback Ty Keys from Taylorsville the four-star prospect who was originally committed to play at Tulane. He then pulled his commitment after Will Hall was signed as head football coach at Southern Miss. He will officially sign tomorrow morning his letter of intent to play at Southern Miss or to make that official tomorrow uh, in Taylorsville. Of course, the reason that's so important, Bob, is, of course, the quarterback position at any level is, is the most important, and more and more rules are being made to make quarterbacks even more important but when you get a quarterback like keys who can run he can pass, i mean he can do it all and people who watch the 2a state championship game in which taylorsville won by a shutout 35 to nothing said that keys was just a man among boys in that game 
Um, when, when you get a quarterback of his you know, potential and his caliber, of course, he's going to be coached by a quarterback who was Will Hall. All right. And then if, if you get a great quarterback that commits, then naturally who else is going to want to commit of, of a higher caliber? Wide receivers. Right. Right? So you're going to get a lot of wide receivers who are going to want to be throwing the ball, you know, from tie keys. And then knowing that they'll be able to pass the ball a little bit, the dominoes continue to fall, and more running backs will want to come, knowing that they'll be a little bit more durable and not beat to death necessarily. Um, of course, it's still one of the trenches, the offensive and defensive line. But, you know, you go back to the Southern Miss years of old when Jeff Bauer, who was a quarterback, and all the great quarterbacks, you know, we've talked about them before. You know, Reggie Collier was here before Jeff Bauer, but, I mean, the Jeff Kellys and the Brett Favre's and um, the Austin Davises and the Nick Mullins. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, so Southern Miss has put out some good quarterbacks over the years, and the fact that Keys is going to come to Southern Miss right up the road at Taylorsville, and they, they're just a football factory up there of players. So a big, big get for Southern Miss, and you would expect certainly for some key high-profile wide receivers to start following suit. Now I know that Keyes is headed to Hattiesburg. I would argue that if you add them all up, uh, you probably get some argument, I guess, from people up at Ole Miss, but I would argue that uh, if you add them all up, Southern Miss has produced more high-caliber quarterbacks uh, in the last 40, 50 years than any school in Mississippi. I mean, there's a lineage of quarterbacks coming out of Southern Miss that uh, have not only done really well in college, but pretty daggum well in the NFL as, as well. Yeah, and if you're a quarterback, again, you're, you're being – and I'm sure this was part of the attraction when Coach Bauer was there. Coach Bauer was a quarterback, so the quarterbacks know they're getting a head coach who, quote-unquote, understands them, right, who, who gets them. Uh, and Will Hall was a, was a quarterback, you know, in college, and his offenses have been no, notoriously good. So uh, that, that's all certainly, you know, bodes well for right. Eagles in, in the recruiting aspect, for sure. And Kelly, in today's world of tenderness and hurt feelings, isn't understanding very important? Well, just talk to the fans of the Cleveland Indians. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know anybody that, you know, and, and really, if, if you, when you take, with all due respect to your, your favorite National Football League team, the Washington football team, I can maybe even see where the team name that they used to go by might might ruffle a few feathers, no pun intended. But but just the generic term Indians, I don't know. Yeah. When did that and, become and, offensive? And they they had had that name for 120 years. Right, right. That you to know, me so is I, offensive. That is as offensive as the name. Now brace yourself for this, Kelly. I know this frightens you when you hear this. Uh-oh. Dixie. Oh, I know what's coming. Dixie Darlings. <sighs> Bob, I just, that's like the nightmare before Christmas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's absurd. It's absurd. The whole thing is so damn absurd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's no, just I, absurd. I, I agree. Oh but, but man, good things, I'm telling you, some good things happening at, at Southern Miss. No you, question. You, no question. When, when you, Will Hall talked at his press conference about you know wear those Golden Eagle colors with pride and stick that chest out and you know let people know that that you're proud of your school and you kind of you kind of sense that with the fan base now. Um, right. You know, with some with some good things happening. You know, COVID's still gonna still gonna wreak havoc during the basketball season. Um, but I think all in all, you know, it's be real interesting to see now that that Keys is on board. How many other guys might uh, you know might change their mind and prospects who are now sophomores and juniors in high school now like them? Hmm, maybe this is 
Maybe right. this was a possibility when it wasn't before. So, And, and hopefully we'll a lot of those will be from South Mississippi because nothing is any more painful than to, you know, watch good kids from down here go up north to one of those schools or even worse, to go out of state to play football. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we see a change. Now, look, two minutes left of this segment. I'm going to call you back, and we're going to finish up the show together. But yeah. I, I want to I bring this up because you and I discussed this. Uh, Auburn fires uh, Gus Malzone, who I believe has won a national championship there. He's beaten Alabama a couple times, I know. But my God, had a terrible year. He only won six out of ten games in the middle of COVID. They're willing to pay this man $21 million, $21 million to go away. In a time where parents are so strapped to send their kids to college, kids are running up hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. you got a university willing to pay $21 million to get rid of a football coach. Where does the absurdity end, Kelly? I, I think it officially hit home with me, Bob, because like I said, we've, we've talked a little bit on this show before about how the coaching industry, it's the only profession where you can get paid million. And, of course, it hit Southern Miss really hard uh, in this in this you know, the past uh, 10 years or so, which we don't have to go over that again. But when you get paid millions of dollars when you stink or when, it, or when it's perceived that you stink, there is no other job in the world that, that, that gives you that, that benefit. $21 million to go home, to right. go on vacation or do whatever you want to do. Right. In this world, world of, of college sports today, it is officially ridiculous and something needs to be rethought of. And you hear some of these guys say, well, if you don't give these coaches these buyouts, you know, they're not going to sign the contract. Well, you know what? Too bad. Yeah. Keep walking. Because I guarantee you somebody will sign a contract, somebody who wants an opportunity to coach, will sign a contract that says, look, if we determine after two or three years that what you're doing is no good, you're fired and you don't get anything. I'm telling you, somebody will sign that contract. Right, it's it's reached the point of just it being sinful almost. You know, I, I think yeah. of the doctors uh, and nurses that have spent eleven months of their lives putting their lives on the line every day to help us all with COVID nineteen, and they they couldn't even fantasize making twenty one million dollars to go home, and all you do for a living is you coach football. I just I think it's ridiculous. But. I, and I'm I'm a big fan of sports, but I am with you a hundred percent. Right. All right, Kelly, hang on. I'm going to talk to Lee Roberts. I'll catch back up with you, and we'll wrap up the day. That good? All right, bye. Sounds good. Kelly Sander, everybody, on the Eagle Hour. Lee Roberts is next. Going to wrap up football with the color analyst of the Golden Eagle Radio Network right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty broadcasting from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. This segment sponsored by Slade and our good buddies at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Such a great place to enjoy Southern Miss sports, NFL sports, whatever sport you like. There's always a game on somewhere. At 4th Street Bar and Grill, great selection of Southern Miss memorabilia that you can't watch enough and see enough and enjoy enough. 
and of course great food so a great 8.95 plate lunches good sandwiches just a really cool place to hang out uh, and enjoy your favorite game fourth street bar and grill in the shadow of the rock all right time uh, to join and hook up with lee roberts color analyst for the golden eagle radio network lee so gracious every football season to come join us uh, every Tuesday, and we appreciate that again, of course, uh, this year. Lee, it seems like, I don't know, sometimes it seems like it was two years ago that we had that game against South Alabama to open the season, but it's all over now. It ended on a really good note, and our first question would be, when you look back on the 2020 football season, what are you, what are you going to think of the most? You know, and I, 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 like, I like, you know, the way we finished. You know, I was talking to one of the coaches the other day, and, you know, basically, hey, I was proud that they finished well. And, I, and I'm like you. I, I think back on this year, and it does seem like it was many moons ago that we stepped onto the game field for the first time this year. And then it, it seemed like this season just couldn't end quick enough. And then <laughs> now that it's over, it's like, man, I'm, I'm sad that, it, that it's over. Obviously, there's a new era in Southern Miss football that has started with Will Hall, but you know, what what this team has gone through and what this coaching staff has gone through and talking to Coach Billings, you know, on the postgame show the other night basically was, hey, you guys didn't give up. You could have easily thrown in the towel, but, but you didn't. And, you know, credit the kids for showing up each and every day. So I'm just going to – I'm, I'm going to remember a lot of things, you know, obviously about this year. And and that's one of them is just that they just never quit. What a resilient bunch of kids and coaches that came to work each and every day, not sure what their future was going to be, and uh, just uh, super proud the way they finished. They finished on a on a Golden Eagle high for sure. As a guy that played quarterback at a very high level, I'm curious to have your thoughts about I, I thought was excellent quarterback play, excellent quarterback play in the finale. No, I, I I agree. I mean, Trey Lowe in his in his third start and basically just his fourth appearance, really since high school. I mean, I'm not sure he if he played a whole lot at West Virginia, but Trey Lowe showed up Thursday night, and you know he finally had. Unfortunately, we had two games canceled due to COVID, but he was able to take those two games or those two weeks of practice and do what he needed to to get himself ready, and and it shows. I mean, he showed. Uh, that that he is very agile in the pocket. He shows he's got a very live arm, and he showed some accuracy as well. And uh, and, and credit the wide receivers for you know sticking with him. And basically, they stayed after practice, led by Tim Jones. You know, each day during uh, those two weeks to get Trey Low ready because they knew that Tate Wiley wasn't going to be be available, and it was going to be Trey Low. And I'm like you, man. He he showed up and showed out, and uh, super proud for that kid because, you know, he went through a lot as well, and uh, he showed that he's got a lot of talent and uh, you know, possibly a bright future here because if he comes back, he'll have, you know, I think three years left. Well, I would think that his performance was such that he he sort of puts himself in in the eyes of the new coaching staff as as a as a legit, uh, you know a legit candidate to be the starting quarterback. Am I right about that? No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, he gets a chance now to go in the, uh, the into winter workouts and, you know, spring ball as, as the number one guy. Who, whoever comes in, I feel like they have to beat him out because I think he proved that he can play. And although Will Hall wasn't coaching on Thursday night, Will Hall was there 
and Will Hall was able to see what Trey Lowe can do. And, um, you know, he said it from the get-go, hey, we're going to build an offense around our quarterback. And, you know, if, if Trey Lowe is that guy or whoever that next guy is, he's going to build an offense. And uh, I think you've got to feel pretty good coming in knowing how well he did play. And, you know, obviously you can go back and look at film and, and see there's there's talent. But, you know, there was some inconsistency in the first two games with Trey Lowe, and we just weren't very good offensively. But, um you know, we we did produce a big, big day Thursday night running the football, and, and he was a part of it. And uh, passing the football, pretty uh, pretty effective as well. And so right. I think uh, Golden Eagle Nation has to be proud of uh, at that quarterback for sure that's coming back. Now, you were right. They had two weeks to prepare for that game because of COVID cancellations, and I know you're pretty pretty close to the football team. Did you have a sense, Lee, that they had improved that much in practice? You know, they have, um, and, and you could tell each and every week those those guys were getting better. I mean, again, going back to Western Kentucky and um, and that performance offensively was not very good, and, and they kind of took that chance with Trey Lowe to start to, to get better and guys to start to feel things. And, um, you know, they had a pretty good couple weeks of practice up front, up front moving guys around, and, uh, offensive line. I mean, you just can't speak enough how those guys responded as well and what Coach Ryan Stanchek did. So, yeah, they, they took those two weeks off to, to get better. It wasn't, you know, showing up, going through the motions. They showed up with a purpose, and that purpose was to get better and to, and to finish with the win and super proud of the way they did. Well, did you expect that kind of performance from what you had seen over that two weeks, or did it come as a surprise to you? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um you know, I mean, obviously they're 19, 20, 21-year-old kids, and you just never know what they're going to, you know, who's going to show up. Um, but but the the ones, the good guys, I guess, showed up, and the guys that showed up for practice. And, yeah, I mean, you could tell the, the morale of the team was, was so much better. And, and even when the announcement of Coach Hall, I mean, you could tell guys immediately starting to respond, although he didn't do anything on the field to get them ready, I just think, those guys then had a purpose to play for. Hey, I've got to play, uh, one, to send this coaching staff out, but two, to kind of send a, a message to Coach Hall that, hey, I'm here and I want to stay here and you know I want to compete for a job. And uh, I think that's exactly what they did. So uh, I'd say a little bit of both on the mm-hmm. on the surprise part. But two, uh, I felt like those guys, because I know what kind of talent we have and I've seen uh, week in, week out, these guys get better and Finally, it all came together. Unfortunately, it was the final game of the year. All right, and now a lot of uh, a lot of hubbub about uh, the uh, kid out of Taylorsville, Ty Keys, uh, supposedly going to sign uh, tomorrow a four-star uh, high school quarterback recruit. If that happens, and then you look at the way Trey Lowe played, and then you look at the way uh, uh, you know the uh, Watley played, I mean, you could have a real you could have a real competition for the quarterback job. You know, and, and that's the way you want it. I mean, you want guys to show up and compete because competition will breed success. And, you know, if you're the one guy in that quarterback room that, you know, knows that he's going to be the starter and nobody's pushing him, he's not going to push himself to the level that you would want him to. And, yeah, indeed. I mean, Tate Watley shows that he, he can do things. He can win football games. Right. And then, obviously, Ty Keyes is a, a, a super high school standout that, uh, we'll wait and see tomorrow, but has committed and is, has announced that he will sign tomorrow. So uh, hopefully that will be the case with him and uh, fill that quarterback room up with good talent. I know that's what Coach Hall wants to do. How big a jump is that, uh, Lee, from, from high school? No matter how good you are in high school, 
uh, to Division One college football. Big, big change. It is. It is a big change, and in the way colleges these days, I wished I would have had the opportunity um, when I was a high school senior to enroll early. And and it sounds like that most of these guys that do sign in December enroll early for that reason to try to get on campus to try to get a head start because you know high school to college is a big jump. Not to mention two A football in Taylorsville, Mississippi to you know Division One uh, group of five college football. That's a that's a huge jump as well, but. He's a guy that has played the game and has played the game at a high level and, and has excelled. And this uh, new coaching staff sees something in him. And um, if he's the answer, who knows? But I feel like he's a guy that will come in and will, will work his tail off uh, because he knows that once he graduates high school, you know, your high school career is over. It's on to that next level, and you've got to prove yourself in a whole different manner. So right. uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see the future there. Uh, so Alabama's on the schedule next year. You say that's a pretty big jump in competition from high school football to the Crimson Tide. Right? No, I would, uh, I would definitely, I would definitely agree. So that's uh, anytime you got to line up against the Tide, it's a big, big jump, regardless. And uh, you know, and, and and everybody, I mean, everybody's got to have a chance to compete. They've got to have a chance to come in and do things. And and hopefully, these guys now will kind of. Uh, start to breed on the success that we uh, finished this year on. All right, my friend. I want to thank you uh, very much for uh, joining us every Tuesday as you've done throughout football season. We've, we've always looked forward to our conversations with you. You bring great insight uh, to our listening audience, and you're on the inside of the football program, and uh, we certainly appreciate uh, all the contributions you make to our show, Lee. Well, we appreciate you guys as well, and I, I enjoy um, you know, tuning in. I enjoy being part of the show so thanks for allowing me to do that as well and uh hopefully hopefully great things to come for golden eagle athletics there you go merry christmas to you my friend merry christmas to you as well all right lee roberts everybody we do mean that sincerely really appreciate his support hey don't forget drop some toys off now please corner market in bellevue oak grove midtown the citizens bank drive through highway 98 west todd shovel state farm 5740 us 11 in purvis Bocoma Casino in Sandersville, Super Talk Laurel in downtown Laurel. Uh, the big event comes Friday. We want to have a big pile of toys. All you AAA ambulance drivers out there, you've been the you've been the backbone of the drive, and we're hoping that we see every one of y'all Friday as well. More Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Lee Roberts uh, for not only today, but for his contribution again throughout football season. We're very grateful uh, to him for that. This segment sponsored by Hattiesburg Toyota. What a great surprise that would be under the Christmas tree. A new Toyota truck uh, for your husband, maybe a new SUV, a new car, or maybe a car for the kid in the family. Whatever the Whatever the objective may be. You'll find a great selection of pre-owned and new vehicles, very dependable, very good cars at the Hattiesburg Toyota. Great dealership, great inventory, and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody from the staff at Hattiesburg Toyota. All right, Kelly Sander, we've got just a few minutes left uh, in the program, and uh, you have some basketball news conference, USA Basketball uh, underway, and uh, maybe certainly I think, uh, is it fair to say that 
Is it fair to say that baseball would be the best overall sport for Conference USA, followed by basketball? Oh, as far as, as far as competing on a national level, for sure. Right. Yeah, and, and basketball is getting you know getting getting better uh, slowly but surely. But yeah, football. But the problem is, is that football is the one that pays all the bills. So it would really behoove the conference, you know, to obviously to improve that as a league. You know, in the last segment that you and I were talking about, we talked about the Cleveland Indians uh, dropping their name and uh, some some late breaking news. The Massachusetts senator who uh, ran for president. Uh, who claimed that she was of of uh, Pocahontas? Well, yes. she yeah. What's her? What was her name? Elizabeth uh, Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, she has been. She's been named an honorary member of the uh, of one of the tribes, and they've assigned her a name. And from now on, she'll be known as Spreading Bull. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, lots of basketball to talk about. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> okay. In uh, Conference USA, <laughs> FAU will play at Stetson tonight. We talked about the Eagles adding that game on December 28th. That's a Monday matinee against uh, Loyola of New Orleans. The Eagles are playing Lamar tonight. Uh, that game will start at 7 o'clock and is available on ESPN+. And that's uh, the service that ESPN runs. I don't know, it's 5 bucks a month or something. But you can uh, pick up that game tonight, Southern Miss against Lamar. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off. Other games in Conference USA tonight include Rice hosting Houston Baptist. That's uh, a road game for Houston Baptist, although it's only about a 20-minute drive. And two other games scheduled in Conference USA tonight include Charlotte playing Davidson, and Arkansas Pine Bluff will travel to Denton to take on the Mean Green of North Texas. So there are some basketball games being played However, 10 other games tonight that were originally scheduled on the hardwood have been canceled because of COVID. The other late-breaking news is that Major League Baseball is now saying that they don't want to start the 2021 season until May of 2021. They would play a 140-game schedule instead of 162. The idea of them not starting until May is that the commissioner and corporate sponsors want to, if possible, make sure that all the major league players are vaccinated against COVID-19 so that they don't run into some of the issues that they had last year. So, again, if major, this is, this is just, just breaking. If Major League Baseball gets its way, you won't get any Major League Baseball until May or until all of the players in the major leagues can be vaccinated against COVID. So if that winds up being the case, Bob Getty, and I know you're a huge college baseball fan, you have to wonder, you know, would college follow suit or would college just say, look, we'll take our chances and and do what we've been doing up to this point? Yeah, time will tell. I thought it was interesting last night. I was watching the NFL game, which was fantastic, by the way, maybe the best football game all year. Uh, and they uh, were talking about COVID and all, all of that and uh, said that, that the, the league had uh, made it really clear that they were not going to make any effort to get NFL football players ahead of, you know, ahead of the curve, so to speak, and getting vaccinations. They wanted the most vulnerable Americans to get them first, and then the football players would wait their turn. I would assume that's what baseball will do, but baseball thinks that by then maybe everyone will be getting vaccinated, Correct. And, and I'm not trying to shoot down what, what the NFL said, but it's really it's, it's easy in a sense for them to say that because about you know 80 percent of their season is over, <clears throat> you know. So um, if they can just get through, you know, and only two teams are going to go to the Super Bowl, so 
they've only got about three weeks left in the regular season, and then, of course, the field narrows out with the playoffs. Uh, so the next major sports season would be, you know, the NBA and Major League Baseball. But, um, but again, baseball and, – and, again, baseball said if it works out, if we can get all the players vaccinated, then, you know, let's go ahead. And we talked about with the Gus Malzahn buyout how sports really has us warped as far as what we think is important with the kind of money they're paying coaches to go away. So, and I say that to say it wouldn't surprise me if they get all the professional athletes you know, vaccinated so they can go ahead and play. Although when it comes to dealing with the virus, professional athletes, you know, particular baseball players, have really not had too hard a time with it because very right. few of them are, are overweight. Very few of them have any underlying issues. And they're, you know, they're in pretty good shape and still pretty young. Right. right. So we'll see. Chieftain spreading bull is that what is that what I understand? No, no, that's, that, that, that's she was yeah. Her new her new Indian name is spreading bull. Yes, yeah. spreading bull. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that how it ended? Or was there another word right after that? Got out of. We'll just leave it at spreading bull. I got you. <laughs> All right, uh, Kelly and I'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. We hope you will too. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.